0: Well, you know, at the outset, let us remember the you know sort of the, the people involved here that in the arc of the stories of the gospel, we have the Lord Jesus who is constantly pitted against the the Pharisees, the scribes, and the elders, sort of the uh, the religious leaders of his time, you know, the ones who are, who are in power and influence, the ones who actually many of the people look up to and many, many people have been told, of course, by the very Pharisees themselves to look up to them. You should look up to us because after all, look at how good we are at being Jews. We're great Jews. You should be Jews like we're Jews because we do it so perfectly. And then the people are like, well, I guess I do it. They do, you know, practice Judaism perfectly. We should probably look up to them. And so they gain this sort of reputation as being really, really good Jews. And um, all the people know it, and all the Pharisees know it, and they really, really like this reputation. And what happens then is over time, the Pharisees gain this reputation, and they sort of you know, externally manifest you know, how good they are at being Jews, right? So it, it takes on this sort of physical manifestation, in other words, they do things and they, they practice these sort of phys- or the, these physical things and human traditions where people can look at them and say, well, look at how good they are at performing Judaism. Kind of like, um, I don't know, what would we compare it to? I'm not picking on anyone in particular. Here. I'm thinking of somebody at another church in Seligman No, you know, um, you know, maybe it would be some, you know, anonymous Catholic, some self-righteous Catholic at some other church in Flagstaff. I don't know, who, uh, who is very concerned about their outward appearance, about when they come into the church, you know, physically coming into the church and doing everything properly and genuflecting the right way and making the sign of the cross the right way and dipping their hand in the holy water the right way and holding their rosary the right way, and when they go into the pew you know, uh, doing it all the right way, and during the Mass, everything's the right way, right? So that everybody, and their motivation, is so that everybody can see them doing it the right way, right? So it's all this physical manifestation, this exterior manifestation of the practice of their faith, so that as though, you know, the exterior manifestation justifies the emptiness of their hearts, On the inside. And so Jesus immediately picks up on it because he knows their hearts. And he immediately calls them out for it, as he will continue to do all throughout the Gospels, which makes them incredibly angry to the point where they want to kill him eventually. And they conspire to do so. And in today's Gospel, he calls them hypocrites because they're, they're, they're trying to manifest on the outside what they lack on the inside. Right? They're, they're basically, they're trying to look the part, but on the inside, they're filthy. On the outside, they're talking about washing hands properly, and on the inside, they're a mess. So on the outside, they, could, they look, you know, like they're these great, you know, religious practitioners of Judaism. But he calls them out, and he says, on the inside, you guys are just filthy. In, other, in another place, he'll call them whitewashed tombs. Right? You remember that? where i will call them whitewashed tombs. So the tomb is, is, is clean, but on the inside it's full of dead man's bones. You're dead on the inside. That really makes them angry. You can imagine. And now the Lord can read their hearts. He can judge them. We, of course, cannot judge. And we've been told as such. And this is an important thing for us to, to make a distinction because on one hand, He's telling us not to judge, and he's telling the Pharisees not to judge, but he, of course, can judge, and he's the only one who can judge. It's given to him, in fact, to judge all of us. But what's happening with the Pharisees is they are judging everyone based upon an exterior manifestation of one's faith. They're saying, look, you don't, you don't look the part. You didn't dress right when you came to Mass today. By the way, I'm not thinking of any of you in particular. But that's what they'd be saying, it'd be something like that, right? Those of you who didn't dress right, you're bad Catholics. You didn't genuflect right when you came into the pew, you're a bad Catholic. You know, Those of you who have your foot up on the kneeler right now. <laughs> Just trying to think something to make everybody uncomfortable. Um, you're bad Catholics, you know? I mean, there's something, you know? I mean, I can think of a zillion things that uh, people pick on each other for. Um, that, that would be the kind of thing, right? They're focused on all of these exterior things. And we do this to one another. We look at each other, and, and, and we may not actually say it to one another, but we judge each other. We do this. We don't just do it in church. We do it out there. Right? We, we presume to know each other's hearts, and this is exactly what we cannot know. We can, you know, look at a, an action, Murder and say that's wrong. That's not to judge someone's heart. That's not, that does not uh, you know, go against the prohibition of thou shalt not judge. The prohibition of thou shalt not judge has to do with judging someone's heart and where they stand before God. We can't do that. We can say murder is wrong, principally because God has already done so. What we cannot do is judge somebody else's heart. You know, the Pharisees did this all the time. And so they they basically kept saying, unless you're at this level, you're not good enough. And they would say this over and over and over again, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, unless you're like me. Holy cow. And the Lord comes around and he says, who are you? Who are you to measure anyone to yourself when you on the inside are dead? When you on the inside are filthy? because your hearts are not right. And so what did the Lord do? How did he act? He didn't hang out with those who looked like they were the great Jews, you know, that they were doing everything the right way. He didn't, he had no time for that. He had no time, if you will, if we were to put it into modern terms, he had no time for the really, really good Catholics. He had no time for the Catholics who were doing everything right. He didn't who would he have spent time with not the self-righteous Which is good because that's none of us here today He would have spent hopefully he would have spent time with us Because here at this church, we know that we're in need of a savior We know that we're in need of help We know that we're just struggling to get by sometimes, you know, just just through one day Just through one week We're just trying to do the best we can. You know, the people that he had time for were the people who were sinners. The people that the Pharisees looked down upon him for spending time with. Tax collectors, prostitutes, sinners, all of them. That's what the gospels say. The people who would have made him defiled to spend time with. He spends time with these people, which is utterly confusing to the religious self-righteous. But the reason he spent time with them is because they knew they needed a Savior. And so if, if you are in a position, even tonight, where you say, I don't know where I stand with my faith. I don't know where I stand with God. I don't know where I stand with the church. Sometimes maybe you're not even sure you know, how you feel about the church or how you feel about being Catholic. Maybe you're not sure how you feel about the bishops. There's a few people who feel that way these days. There's quite a few priests. I'm one of them. It's okay, it's okay. The Lord has come for us who are not sure all the time. The Lord has come for us who are not perfect all the time. The Lord has come for us who have questions who are not perfect, who are struggling, who are trying to find meaning, who are trying to put it all together, but who have not given up. We're just trying to get to the next day sometimes, but we haven't lost faith. We know where our salvation lies. And our salvation is with Jesus Christ. You see, that's that's what all of these sinners knew. They, They met this man, Jesus. And there was something about him. And they knew that they had this lack. They had this emptiness. They had this need. This need for healing and salvation. And this man had the answer. This man was the answer. And so they let him in. And wherever he led, they followed. That's what it means to be a disciple. That's what the the Pharisees couldn't do. And that's why the Lord had no time for them. And so we won't be like them. We'll be like the sinners. We'll be like the imperfect. We'll open our hearts to Jesus. And we'll do our best. We'll do our best to follow where he leads us. Please stand.